What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this live episode of Would You Rather, live on a Thursday night before Thursday Night Football in your podcast feed on a Friday. Today's episode is also brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I was going to finish it. Sorry. We lost that special moment. Add a little spice to our friends at Pepsi. All right, dude. So so would you rather, and I have two prepared for you. So I'm going to need some help from the comments tonight uh, to fill this up. Sean, Sean Prince, this is this is would you rather, but we have to address this because this is the third time we've gotten this comment, something along these lines after you and I did the what is best for the Giants video. Sean, Kyle, we have beef. The Giants are this year's Dolphins, not Falcons or Jets. What do you have to say about that? I disagree. The dynamics of Miami's shift in 2019 the parallels are first year head coach, right? The giants have already made their commitment to a quarterback. They have had a general manager in place who's not doing an active rebuild. So the parallels between the two are their bad teams with a first year head coach and that's it. But the giants going three and seven to this point, I don't think qualifies them to be in a rebuild when they weren't trying to rebuild. It just makes them bad in my opinion. But that that was a very popular bit of feedback from folks regarding our Giants video in which we referenced teams like the 2019 Falcons and Jets who got hot late in the year. And and Giants fans want to think that the Giants are, and understandably so, uh, they want to have optimism around their team. All 32 fans, fan bases want to have optimism around their team. But I'm not buying that, that the Giants are the next 2019 Miami Dolphins. Just because they have a first-year head coach. All right, I want to give you what my first. You? You're you're just as guilty of this as I am because you took part. In the I video. wanted to, I wanted to move on. Oh, um, I bet you did. I am very much the the Giants should try to compete and win the NFC East this year. Right. I mean, that that's a team that was gutted. I don't see the parallels. I, I really don't. Uh, Dolphins kind of gutted, set themselves up to embrace this rebuild had a really different process to get here. And I think the leadership differences are like with, like you said, with Gettleman, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's disrespectful, respectful for the giants either. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to communicate. I don't think, I don't think by saying that the giants aren't, are the dolphins of 2019. I don't think that's a slight on the giants. There's there's also six, seven games left to be played too. Like they're three and seven. And I've, I can already hear the giant rebuttal of, well, Chris Greer was the general manager before, but not really right. Mike Tannenbaum ran the show. Yeah. All right, Kyle, today on the podcast, we talked about the 2019 quarterback class. Correct. We did. So I feel like a great way to tie a ribbon on that discussion is, would you rather move forward with Gardner Minshew or Daniel Jones? Gardner Minshew. Whoa, he didn't even pause. No. 
Garner Minshew does not have the negative plays that Daniel Jones does through the vast majority of his resume as an NFL quarterback, period. And if, uh, negative plays are the best way to set your offense behind schedule, off script, or set opposing teams up on short fields. Daniel Jones does all of that at a higher degree than Gardner Minshew. And I think he has a more intrinsic feel of feeling opposing pass rushers. And as a result, those two things combined, give me Gardner Minshew. Would you rather move forward with Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins? <sighs> so that's more interesting. I can tell already, by the way. Yeah, shoot me into the moon. Well, that's not that's, one of the options. What about the sun? <laughs> Would you rather get shot into the moon or the sun? Well, well, I think it would be well. Defend depends on what the alternative. I think we'd we'd potentially rather pick the moon, but people have been there, you know. All right, so th- this question really comes down to two, another hypothetical, Joe. Would you rather have a quarterback that throws too many interceptions or a quarterback who takes too many sacks? <laughs> sacks are better than interceptions. Correct. So give me Dwayne Haskins. Okay. What a miserable hypothetical you started. Yeah, so. let's. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get to the comments here. Okay. Yeah. Sports not had a good one. Where, where was that at? Would you rather have Trey Lance or Sam Howell as a future franchise quarterback? You've seen enough of both of them to have a take here. Don't get all coy just because Hal's not eligible. <laughs> I am not fully in on Sam Howell yet. Neither am I. So um, I like him. His production's been really good um, in Phil Longo's offense. He's had really good fourth quarters, and I love that about him. A lot of very good clutch moments clutch and really, moments. yeah, that stuff matters. I think Lance is mo- a much more gifted player, much more gifted prospect. So I think athletically and, and arm, would you include the arm in that? Yep. Yep. So I would rather have Trey Lance and Sam Howell. I agree. Because a lot of times Sam puts himself into those situations in which he has to be hero late, right? Poor play earlier in the game and then has to climb, climb the mountain and overcome it. Sam's Sam's got so much. So I do the recap article every Monday of like draft prospects that boosted their stock. And I think for like four weeks in a row, I had a different North Carolina offensive player, whether it was Michael Carter, Javante Williams, uh, Daz Newsom or Diami Brown. It's like, good gracious. It's somebody else having just unbelievable numbers that you cannot overlook. And those are all good players, but it, Who's who did he have at North Dakota State outside of a you know a couple of offensive linemen, right? Volson and in Radoons for for Lance. Mm-hmm. Any of those players gonna be playing on Sunday? You might get somebody who sneaks in, but there's no like prominent names, no. Um what about Jared here with the Panthers drafting a quarterback or BPA in the top ten? I think so. This is what's fun. I don't know when we had this conversation because we have too many conversations, but we had talked uh, about every day. Yeah, so at some point in our lives in the last week, we had this conversation where we it was a scouting meeting Wednesday, and Jordan made everybody say, who would you rather have, Zach Wilson or Trey Lance? And when it got to my turn to answer the question, I said, you, well... You tried to fly under the radar on that one, too. What I, I said... Say, Joe, what about you? I know, I know, I did. You're not wrong, and I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. Well, could, because my answer really was, well... 
some teams I would rather go Lance and some, some would be Wilson. If I'm the 49ers or if I'm the Patriots, I probably would, would rather have Zach Wilson. If I'm a team like Atlanta or who else? Carolina, if I was going to go quarterback, I'd probably pick Trey Lance. But if I'm the Panthers and I have what I have in Teddy Bridgewater and this whole plan, it seems like, is just get the roster right. And then whenever that chance to really go in on the quarterback is, you do it then. I wouldn't break script for a quarterback. If I'm Carolina, I wouldn't break my script or my plan for any quarterback that's not named Lawrence or Fields. I think Teddy's shown you enough that like you can evaluate the rest of the talent around them. And you know they, they, they were another team... This is a good example of a team that has some parallels to the 2019 Miami Dolphins as far as losing some talent instead of the New York Giants being a parallel. I think there's more parallels with what the Carolina Panthers were doing. Would you agree with that? Yeah, man, but what my criticism for the Panthers is, is you did nothing to accelerate your curve. You didn't trade any players off. Right. You didn't trade back in the draft. Like, What was your plan to like get yourself some assets to get more? Well, maybe some of it, involved not losing a bunch of dudes to retirement the year they flipped the switch into the rebuild. They had a bunch of older established players who kind of just dropped off the face of the earth on them. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Yeah. Weird. Man, I'm not digging this black cherry, man. I'm not even not even kidding. Thanks to our this friends like, at Mighty good. Swell. Mighty we, swell. Would, we would not lie to you. No, I we would not. No. no. Okay. What do you like, Kyle? Uh, Dion Dunn. Dion Dunn, that sounds Dion. like an outfielder. That, that sounds like a new name. I hope it is. If it is, Dion, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Would you rather have Brian Flores or Cliff Kingsbury as your head coach? You don't think it's close? Yeah, I'm getting the lights on for this. Did a I did a um <laughs> I did my crossover discussion last week because the Bills were playing the Cardinals. Right. And uh you know me, I've been critical of the cliff hire since it happened. Correct. And <laughs> I took a shot at him today in the podcast where I talked about orange slices and cell phone breaks. Um, but I mean, also like game day management and play calling has been bad as well. And so I, I asked the really good co- the host of the Lockdown Cardinals, Bo Brock and uh, Alex Clancy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, t- like, talk to me about Cliff Kingsbury. And you know what they started talking about? Abs. Instagram pictures, a sweet living room, his fireplace. And they said, well, we hope he can get to the high school level of coaching because he's still like in middle school. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, they said that. So, yeah. This team, Kyler is hiding so much of Cliff, man. So much of it. But to be fair, stylistically, he's in a system courtesy of Cliff that allows him to thrive. That's the one piece of it. That that like that's okay, gonna always right. be the redeeming quality about the Cliff Kyler pairing is that offensive style. Let Kyler cook, and good for him with that. But everything else, brother, that's why we get the poop emoji hat out for even putting Cliff Kingsbury in the same sentence 
of Brian Flores. I hope somebody's rolling into this late and just finds you wearing the poop emoji hat with no context. With no context. Um, did did you happen to read Ted Wins, uh, Brian Flores piece for the Athletic? I don't want to sit here and talk about how good coach. Flores. No, I'm not going to sit here and make it into some weird thing where you got to offer a bunch of praise for the Dolphins head coach. But like, did you get a chance to read it? I didn't know. Uh, it's it's very impressive. So courtesy of of Ted Wynn of the Athletic talking about schematically what the Dolphins zero cover zero blitz packages have been able to do in their amoeba defense. And uh, I would highly recommend anybody with an athletic subscription, go check it out because Ted is an awesome writer and he did a great job. See this one from Gennario about Mason Rudolph and Kyle Trask. Uh, no, but I'm about to. It's just a couple down from the one we just did. I got you. I got you. I got you. What's up, Gennaro? Gennaro. There's no I in there. Gennaro. Gennaro says, would you rather have Mason Rudolph or Kyle Trask? <sighs> I want the unknown player and Kyle right. Trask. I think there's at least some... You can roll the dice on some ceiling that's untapped with Trask, right? <laughs> the devil you like, don't know, right? You know exactly who Mason Rudolph is, and do either one of us think that an NFL team can win 10 games and a champ, uh, contend for a championship with Mason Rudolph? Not a chance. Maybe you get your hands on Kyle Trask and he catches fire, right? Like, right. Becomes a surgeon or something. You're seeing what the Pittsburgh offense is capable of or what the Pittsburgh team is capable of with Ben Roethlisberger back this year. Joe, let me ask you this. What's different from Pittsburgh's depth chart this year versus last year, other than adding Chase Claypool and Alex Highsmith? Uh, Javon Hargrave. I, if you, if you okay, so you lost, on... so you lost a player, right? Yeah. Okay. Who did they add to upgrade anywhere else other than just getting Ben Roethlisberger back? Oh, nothing. Their offensive line's worse with uh, the right tackles out, right? Correct. So they're down, I and mean, they're, they're nine and zero versus last year being eight and eight. Yeah, it's like with, it's like with Doug Luck. Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Remember Andrew Luck or the the year that they didn't have him and he came back and it's like okay, yeah. So, and Ben's not even playing great. He's like twenty fifth in the league in yards per attempt. Hard sell on Mason Rudolph. <laughs> as hard of a sell as you can have, Joe. You know what's an easy buy? I do. What's that? The lawnmower 3.0. Oh, the lawnmower 3.0. You know, some people trim their Christmas trees. Guys, a lot of times we just got to trim our junk, right? So the, the lawnmower 3.0, thanks to our friends over at Manscaped, is the best men's below-the-waist grooming kit on the market. No bull. We're not lying about Mighty Swell. We would not lie to you about Manscaped either. The lawnmower 3.0 has a ton of really cool features, including the fact that it's waterproof. Joe, it's got one of those little lights mm-hmm. on, so you can LED. get all little nook, nooks and crannies, right? That's right. I mean, what's worse than shaving and missing a strip? And then you got one long strand amongst everything else that's nice and tidy. So the Lawnmower 3.0 is one of their new products on the market. 18 months in the making, dude. Like 18 months to engineer like the perfect. Highly engineered yeah. ball hair trimmer mm-hmm. is what we're talking about here. So. Uh, What you can do is you can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code TDN. We kept it real easy for you at manscaped.com. Promo code is TDN. 
for 20% off and free shipping to get yourself the gift that we'll keep on giving this year with the lawnmower 3.0, courtesy of our friends at Manscaped. Damn, Mommy Dolphins got turned around quicker than they perfected making the uh, the lawnmower 3.0. Chris Greer, executive of the year. <laughs> Brian Flores, coach of the year. Um, here you go. Here's a good one from Grayson. Would you rather draft as the New England Patriots, Trey Lance in the first, Desmond Ritter in the third, or Jamie Newman in the fourth? This is a good, good hypothetical. Yeah, I like it a lot. And uh, Jamie Newman in the fourth is the immediate, like, get that out of here. Don't, not interested. Desmond Ritter in the third. That's what I like. Um, Ritter's fun, man. Like, toolsy. Yeah, last year he was one of those guys that's like, and I've heard this said about Josh Allen in the past. Like he doesn't he doesn't color within the lines, but man, he makes plays. This year he's finding some consistency. And early on in the year, I was a little bit nervous, especially after the South Florida game, where I'm just like, man, I don't know if he's going to put it together, but he he is, and he's really athletic. He's got big time arm talent. He's on a really good football team, and I think there's just value. Like you have an irrational love for the Cincinnati Bearcats. You watch this team play, man. They're not even the best power five, non-power five football team in the country. Because you're going to tell me BYU is. That's correct. Our play the game. Let's play. I want that game to happen okay. more than anything. Great. More than anything. What do you want? The game. Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl? Just give it to me. How because dumb is the Pac-12, by the way? Look silly, man. How dumb is the Pac-12, by the way? Now, after all this nonsense, oh, now you can play non-conference games. Did you see this? No. Was this today? It was like yesterday. Okay. So now you can play non-conference games in the Pac-12 after they've given everybody a six-game schedule and strike they zone. Gonna, they going to tack them on? What, what's the plan here? Uh, I guess teams that have games canceled are going to, like, same week find opponents to try and play amount of games to try and get enough to qualify for the college football playoff. So uh, Austin P is always available. Correct. Arkansas so is eight. Uh, yeah. Central Arkansas. That's Central Arkansas. Um, BYU, man. Put them against the Utes. Let's do it. I like BYU, but I love Cincinnati. Oh, man, you're wrong for it. I respect Watch it. it but the, you're best wrong game, for it. the best game on Saturday is UCF and Cincinnati, 3.30. Don't miss I it. I can't wait. I can't wait. You keep talking about this Marlon Williams. Aaron Robinson oh, at quarterback. That's right, Marlon. Richie Grant, you know about him. Otis yep. Anderson, their little scat back running back, dude. What a bunch of nerds we are sitting here oozing over AAC prospects. Hey, passionate about what we do, man. Yeah, Kidding me? You love what you do. You don't work a day in your life. Sit here drinking Mighty Swell, talking AAC football. Had a Thursday night football with a huge heavyweight clash between so the Rams. Not the Rams. I'm, I got the Rams on my mind because I, I'm Case. The Rams are the favorite in the NFC is the, is the take. I don't hate this take. Um, favorite. So we're talking about this mix of Tampa, New Orleans, maybe. Green Bay. Green Bay. Arizona would probably like us to mention them, even though they nope. like lost to the Lions and like that. Nobody in the East. Nobody else think- in the North. If the Rams, the Rams have a good one. They played the Bucks, and we know the Bucks are bad on – in prime time. That's Monday night football, yep. I think. Yep. If the Rams win that football game, ready I'm to buy. Really, yeah. I mean, McVay's terrific, right? I mean, 
golf can be had, but for the most part, like that offense is humming. I think defensively, uh, their new defensive coordinator is a Brandon Staley. That dude, that dude's got a good plan. Like he he makes it tough on you. So I don't even think they have great defensive personnel for the most part. And they're they're tough. You don't want to play the Rams. That's a tough game. So they're in it. Yeah, they're definitely in it. It's it's definitely a tough team to play. Don't envy any team that's got to play the Rams. I feel like that was tongue in cheek. Twenty eight seventeen. Well, the Bills beat the Rams. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's both of us, right? We're going to party like it's 1995. So stupid. 94. Is that the last time it was? 95 Dolphin, is the last Bills AFC. Bills, right, right. We but I mean, like the last time it was like Bills and Dolphins down the stretch. It was Ander, all, all of the 90s, right? Ander Kyle, would you rather have the seven years of Andrew Luck or the entirety of Ryan Tannehill's career regardless of team? Well, that's fun. Because seven years of Andrew Luck is is some really elite quarterback play. Yes, Tannehill developed. But I wonder you, how you have to miss a season. Like, but they would both miss a season, but you'd still have Tannehill playing, right? Yeah, I mean, and you wonder how much differently Tannehill's beginning of his career looks like if it's not Joe Philbin and Adam Gase, right? Hmm. These dudes are in the same class. Yeah, number Tannehill. one and number, number eight overall, these two guys. Do you want to say it on three? No, because I don't have my answer yet. Okay. You have yours? I have my answer, yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay, ready? On the E and three, so I'm going to go one, two, three, immediately follow with your answer. I won't change my mind no matter what. So okay. One. Two, three. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Yes! Joe, we have so much in common. So much in common. We have so much in common. Uh, yeah, give me the elite quarterback play. And I understand Ryan Tannehill's had a really good stretch of play here, uh, but this Titans team has also plateaued a little bit, right? Like, not all of it's because of quarterback play, no, and I man, get they that. They but... didn't replace Dean Pease, man. What was that for? Why didn't Mike Vrabel find a replacement DC? That team is too talented on defense for them to be playing like they are. Oh, really? Okay. Joe, would you rather have Justin Herbert's new haircut or have to shave off your beard? Okay, so (laughs) there's a reason I mostly have a hat on when we do this show. So it can't be any worse than this shit. Let's be honest. (laughs) So I have a beard because my wife, like she, I worked a job for a very long time where I wasn't allowed to have facial hair. And so I got to the point where I didn't have to do that. I let my beard grow. And then I met my wife and she wants me to have a beard. So I have a beard. But if I can have, I mean, Herbert, I know his haircut's not looking good, but like it's, It'll he's got, grow. he's got hair, man. He's got a full head of hair. Yeah. That dude's got, I mean, his hairline. Give me, give me the head. Give me the head of hair. Would you, if you had Justin Herbert's potential to grow a haircut, would you go shortcut or, or what is long mop was? So when I was able to have reasonable hair, 
I went to a buzz cut because I didn't want to have to deal with it. So if you, I don't want to like comb it and whatever, like whatever people have to do to their hair, style it. I don't yeah. pay for haircuts. I'm no. out all the way out on all that. Crap. No. Yeah. Okay. Here's a good one from Jeffrey. Would you rather Jeff J- draft Jalen Twyman, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh top 50 or Michigan state's Naquan Jones in round five? I don't have that much exposure to Naquan Jones. So that, that's hard for me, but I don't think that highly of Twyman. Naquan Jones is a marginal interior defensive line prospect. So a fifth round pick. Yeah. Twyman gives you some upside. I mean, there, there's definitely some ability there, but his frames underdeveloped. He's not top, great against a run and he's a one trick pony against the, like his bass rusher. That's a premium. pick. A, top 50 is a steep price. So yeah, let me that. just throw around a, let me throw away a five, maybe get a rosterable guy, rotational guy. And let me use my top 50 pick somewhere else. So give me Nick one Jones. I think I agree with you to be honest. And, and Twyman was super hot and we, we, you know, bought into the hype a little bit with some of the, the penetration plays and, the value of an interior disruptor, but the more you watched him, like we, we kind of as a collective group at TDM, we're, we're watching all these players and we're like, well, hold on now. So I, I think as we've gotten more familiar with, with Twyman and obviously he's opted out and not playing this year, but uh, as we've more intimately dug into what he has available and that's kind of the luxury of the guys that do drop off from a draft evaluators perspective is they're not going to give you anything else. Like their tape is done, and that's the majority of your resume to begin with. So we watched more and more Jalen Twyman. It's like mm, a little apprehensive here. Definitely not willing to buy in for what? I mean, there was some round one conversation for him as a uh, penetrate, and some of that was probably due to in vacuum how bad the perceived interior defensive line class was too. It's like who gives you some upside that you can work with? Okay, let's point to that guy's top of the class. I have a would you rather. Okay. Because I have the uh, 2019 NFL draft class still up. And Man, so you're still on this, huh? Yeah, you know how you get it looking at a draft class and mm-hmm. you're looking at every stat. You've you've been here, I'm sure. Which 2019 wide receiver would you rather have? DeKalen, Zacharias, Metcalf, or Terry McLaurin? What's interesting is that they are separated in production by 10 yards. So far, okay. EK has 1,716 Terry McLaurin has 1,706. What are the touchdowns? 15 for DK, 10 for Terry McLaurin. And you know that it's in quarterback play. uh, DK's two more games than Terry McLaurin. DK. Metcalf is going to be so elite. He was a higher-graded prospect when he was coming out. For us, we had him as a top-10 player. Seven. That was very irresponsible of me to have him. Yeah, very, you know, as, as one gentleman likes to – he deleted it, though, for your sake, not for his sake. Yeah, for me, because he called me yeah, a yeah. bastard, so he wouldn't want that to be out there. For... <laughs> Jeez. Get emotional about opinions, man. Like, All right. All right. Sports Nut, he's had a couple good ones, and we haven't hit them all, but I do want to hit this one. Would you rather spend a large chunk of your cap space on a top-flight left tackle or an elite – pass rusher off the edge, Joe Marino. What holds more value to you? I guess my question, my, where, where I think I have to find 
my reason, what I'm going to stand on to answer this is, okay, so if I don't have the elite player at that position, what's my opportunity to have a reasonable player? Oh, it's a replacement level player. Is what yeah. And, and what does that difference in production mean? To me, the bigger difference maker is the edge rusher. Because a, a, a middling average pass rusher versus a middling average left tackle, I think that difference between the top upper echelon piece of it on both sides, the impact becomes greater at left tackle or at a defensive end. I agree with you. Give me the pass rusher, somebody who can impact the opposing team. Because I'm watching the Houston Texans pay Laramie Tensel $22 million a year and their offensive line pass protection is not very good. Because offensive line's not a not it, the, the whole thing. You can't just have one good player. You can't just have two. You can't have just three. Not what if you, you surround them with crap. No, yeah, you get killed. By the way, a sports nut tossed in Aleem, Mc, Aleem McNeil into that defensive tackle. And you're taking McNeil all day long. In the fourth? Yes. In the fourth, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, Brian. Would you rather have an elite head coach and an average GM or an average GM and an elite head coach? Plays Can you think of an example? Can you think of an example of this? Oh, that's fun. That's probably our best case scenario too. Uh, so Bill Bel- uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Show me the lie. Show no, last lie. time I criticized Belichick's GM. Show me the lie. I got railroaded for that. So no, I'm not. Listen, he's average. I want their the head draft coach. success is average. I want the head. The head has a bigger influence on the culture, of the locker room. So give me the give me the coach. On case is arguing for Seattle to be the elite head. Pete coach. Carroll's not a. Pete Carroll is. You think Pete Carroll's an elite NFL head coach? I could tell you he's not asking, suggesting that that the Seahawks front office is an elite front office. Oh, I don't disagree with that. But I think Pete, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is a top blank head coach in the NFL. 15. No, you're so disrespectful. You you want to talk wins and losses, I can't argue with. He's a top 10 head coach. No question in my mind. Dude. Not, no question in my mind. He has some of the biggest blunders in NFL history as a coach. He literally just now let Russell Wilson run the damn offense. He's had him for like how long? How's that working for him the last month? Brother, he's been there longer than a month. How Pete long? Carroll, how how well? Achieved as the head coach of the Seahawks. How well has let Russ cook that campaign? done over the last month answer the question i can't i can't oh i can't okay i can't there's so much context like when you just say that you're ignoring way too much context no i'm not yes you are not yes you are injuries all over that (laughs) running back situation crap defense but it doesn't matter if you're letting russ cook no who cares if your backs are injured cook with all the other ingredients in the past and it was beautiful for the first Five games, six games of the year. I think you're grossly disrespectful to people. No, I think he's overrated. Last one. 
sports nut again because he keeps bringing the heat. You're a Washington football team fan. Would you rather keep football team or change it to something else? This is easy for me. It's a little bit cool, though. Like, it's okay. I've, I've sort of, like, enjoyed the football team. I think the branding becomes very simple. I think some of their, like, stuff has been kind of cool, like their merch and stuff. So, with, look, you know what you have in football team. You could be some really terrible name that you just, like, eh, I don't, doesn't click with me, you know? Football team is a terrible name. If they did Washington FC and kind of copied, like, the soccer thing, and our overseas listeners are probably furious with me for calling it soccer, but, like, so-and-so FC for football club. But to call it the Washington football team is so corny. It was put in place to be a placeholder. They acknowledged it was going to be a placeholder. You can't make it the placeholder and then say, oh, you know what? We kind of like it. We're going to keep it. <laughs> but you that's can't do that. That's what we're being presented here. So what? I, I mean, well, no, they're literally talking about this. No way. Yes, they are. This is actually on the table. I saw it on my Twitter timeline this morning. This is a genuine conversation that's being had is to keep football team. They have put so much pressure on themselves to get this right. You know what I mean? Between this, these comments, between having this much of a, like amount of time between announcing and sharing the re like, you better crush this. You better do it. What is that? The Seattle uh, Kraken. The Kraken. Kraken. You better like. It's got to be that that level of of magic from a branding perspective. Or else, or else we're gonna remember this day when we were given the opportunity to keep it the football. I mean, you could do Red Tails. You could do Sentinels. You can do Generals. Red Red Wolves. Red Wolves. Red Wolves would be better than football team. Okay. Yeah, we're done here. Thursday Night Football's kicking off. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, thanks as always for tuning in to Draft Dudes Live pregame show. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy the game. It should be a good one between Arizona and Seattle tonight. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed tomorrow, come join us on Monday. We'll enjoy ourselves a little mighty swell. and grab one and hang out with us. And uh, we'll pregame Monday Night Football on the YouTube channel next. So Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, signing off. Thanks as always for watching slash listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.